They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lay tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the CW Clinic. My name is Chris. I am your host. I am feeling fucking fantastic today. And as always, I am here with my co-host, the very handsome Stephen Taft. What's up, dude? Not much, Chris. Doing all right. How you feeling today? You good? Uh, I'm struggling. I'm on the struggle bus. It picked me up right in front of the house this morning. That's uh, the short struggle bus? Yes, it is. It is indeed. Uh been struggling with the man cold. The, the mangina. The mangina cold. Yep. Um, I'm going to see my gynecologist later on. <laughs> um, all right. So I am sick. Sorry if I sound like ass today, guys. But I am excited to be here on a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Uh, we also have a second mic. We are moving up in the world. I know. I know. You know what we need now is like little booths for each of us. Yes. Uh, yeah. Put, put you over there and I'll be over here. Kind of like your your uh, graphic that you just showed me for your other show. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, that was some high quality HD graphics there. Let me tell you. It, it, uh, it actually is pretty awesome. And it is a Wednesday. We usually do record on Sundays. And uh, we figured we would actually discuss why it is Wednesday and not Sunday. Yeah. Right? So, uh I get a text from, from Chris at Balls O'Clock, which is an official time, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, that's ball- prior to coffee. Yes, that, that's right. any time prior to coffee. Right. Um, and the, the text told me what? Uh, the text told me, told I basically was called upon to fill in a very crucial spot to a group run in Massachusetts. It's one of those, uh, like I think it's called Rugged Maniac, to be mm-hmm. honest, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like a... A wounded, not a wounded warrior, a, um, what, what the hell Spartan is this? Run? Yeah, kind of like a Spartan run with his obstacles and shit. And, uh, the leader of the, uh, the group, uh, her husband's mother or her mother in law had passed away the night before. She actually had told me prior about a week ago that if she needed to call on me to fill in, would I be able to do it? Of course, I said yes. Of course, not thinking that it was Sunday. And of course, I really didn't think it was going to happen. But, you know, death in the family. What are you going to do? Shit happens. And so I went up to this run. It was actually a lot of fun. It was uh, four employees from CW Fitness, including myself and a bunch of members. It was awesome. Bunch of obstacle courses. I got muddy. I yelled. I screamed, I threw things, I dominated the shit out of it. It was a good time. It was an awesome time. I will totally do it again. And that's why we are not recording on Sunday. Yeah, so I hear uh, it wasn't all awesome. No, it wasn't actually. Uh, you know, um, I uh, we drove home. Uh, I, I, had, I had gotten back to my house probably around, um, I don't know, 3.30 or so on Sunday afternoon. And you know, I was muddy and, and dirty and unpacking and, you know, all that bullshit. And I was actually looking forward to a like a an afternoon of not doing anything, I which I don't ever have because I'm always scheduling myself for something to, you know, always take steps forward. And um, I, I get a lot of messages on all social media platforms. But uh, on Facebook, I got this message that um, 
you know how on like Facebook you have your friends that can send you yeah. messages and then there's another inbox yeah. of people that aren't your friends? Well, I clicked on it and there's this message from this dude that I don't know and his name is Mike and he says, are you missing something? And I immediately start like looking through all of my stuff. And as some of you may know, and some of these listeners may not know, I am an avid gun carrier. Mm. I carry my gun everywhere. I carry a Glock 23. It's a 40 cal. Uh, I also carry knives and assorted other weapons. So my mind immediately went to my weapons, which were there. And then guess what? I realized that I was fucking missing my wallet. So you guys know that feeling where you're like, fuck, where's my wallet? My, I literally thought this guy... I didn't realize he he had my wallet, but he did. But I thought that my wallet was gone and it was in Massachusetts. No. This guy finds my wallet on the side of the road in Seymour, Connecticut, where my gym is. Picks up my wallet, goes through my IDs, finds me on Facebook to tell me that he has my wallet virtually. Uh, your response? My response was, I literally got him on the phone within two minutes. And I talked to him. He's like, yeah, I was just driving down 67 in Seymour. And uh, I looked out the window and I thought I saw a bifold wallet. And sure enough, it was. And I uh, I went through your license, your, your licenses. And, um, you know, I wanted to let you know that I have it. So I, I, I was in awe, you know, um, recognizing that I was speaking to a good person. And, you know, most people in the world are good people. Uh, but, uh, this type of thing usually doesn't happen to me, let alone, will someone not rob you, Mm. you know, if they have the opportunity. And, uh, I drove to his house within an hour and a half. I had my wallet and the conversation that I had with him when I pulled up to his house and, you know, I'd like to point out this man definitely struggles in life. You know, he, you know, I'm, I'm being very judgmental and I really shouldn't be, but you know, I could tell just by assessing his situation that he could have robbed me and he could have probably robbed me for a lot, but no, he's a good person and he wanted me to have my wallet back. And, you know, I told him many stories, but the primary story that I told him was, I was like, Mike, man, I'm a type of dude that on a daily basis, I, daily basis, I literally look for the opportunity to give back to people, whether it's hold the door donate money to businesses, donate money to homeless, um, pick up trash off the road, help people with their form, help them with their nutrition, give them time to console them for whatever is going on in their life. You know me. You know, I'm always giving back to people. I give way more than I take on a daily basis, way more than I take. And that's actually a topic we can do for a podcast about giving. But the point that I'm getting at is I told him that I believe in karma. And I think that him contacting me was me depositing into the karma bank on a daily basis for so long. Now karma had come back. And in this case, he had given me my wallet with all of my IDs and all of my cards in it. I had was carrying no cash. But the crazy part is not only do I have personal accounts, I have multiple business accounts and multiple business credit cards. And it could have been an absolute shit show trying to get that wallet back in place. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was in awe. I was thankful. And um, he made a comment to me. He's like, you know, oh, I, you know, I've been to your gym. I was going to buy a membership around the new year. I just couldn't afford it. 
You know, I looked him dead in the face and I handed him my business card and I said, now you have my business card. When you're ready, you come into the gym. All right. You're going to get that year membership on me. All right. That's roughly about $350. And um, uh, that's the least I could do for him. The absolute least I could do for him. But that is what I did on Sunday. And that's why we weren't recording on Sunday. And that's why we are here today on Wednesday afternoon recording. And I'm, I like sped through that story itself to, you know, because of time restraints. But I, the amount of feeling that I had gotten from this, it really, it's really nice to know that there's good people in the world. And it's really nice to know that like how much I do on a daily basis to give back to other people that good things can come back. Mm -hmm. And if you focus on that rather than why me, why is this happening to me? Why, 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 why? Like we've discussed and you focus on the good that comes back, then you're a firm believer in everything you preach. You know, there's a, there's a great connection to be made here in your story about this, this gentleman, Mike, and uh, kind of our topic for discussion today. Um, you know, we, we oftentimes, guys, we, we plan out our conversations and uh, we know what we're talking about in advance. And it just so happens that this Mike guy ends up being a good dude and fitting into the topic of uh, getting negativity out of your life. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this, dude, because this is something I struggle with on a daily basis, getting the negative people out of my life. So, so Chris, I mean, where do we even jump off on such a big topic? I, you know, you have your micro and your macro. Are you familiar with micro oh, and macro? If you're not familiar with micro and macro, your 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 micro is the fine details. That's micro, yeah. Your micro, your macro is your is your large picture. You know, and this is a struggle for a lot of people. And we're gonna look at the macro first, the big picture, yep. the big picture first. Okay. You know, I personally probably didn't implement this into my life until, um, if I had to guess, probably about, probably about five, six years ago, I was already in business. You know, I was already making plenty of mistakes and so on and so forth. But I started realizing how important it is to only focus on good probably around the time that I was competing in the fitness industry which was like 2011 2012 so say 2012 2013 give or take and when when you're super dedicated to a certain goal in this case like competing in the fitness industry if you allow negative to creep into your mind and marinate you know your mind can become negative I mean whether you're competing or not but the point is what you allow into your minds is what will be in your minds. I mean, you people may or may not know that you can train your minds. Mm -hmm. All right, it's very, it's very, it's not very talked about, but you know, psychology, meditation, and such, you can train your minds to see whatever you want. And some people train their mind to see bullshit and negativity. And then on the other hand, there's guys like me who will only allow positivity in. I literally will not allow negativity into my mind. It doesn't even get in my ears. You know, here's a simple example just to start. 
um, I think it was last week, I, I went over to my mom's house for a birthday party and there were some people there that showed up and the first things out of their mouth was complaining about their job. And we've talked about this, yeah. people complaining about their job. I literally pulled myself out of the room, walked into another room to where I couldn't hear anything and waited until they were done. I will not allow negative talk, whether it's about me or someone else, into my mind. I literally kick it the fuck out. Because if you let negative in, if you're criticized and judgmental and talk shit about people and talk shit about work and, and you participate in, in making fun of people and so on and so forth, you allow negativity into your minds. Now, we're just talking about the, the large picture aspect right now. Uh, and... I didn't really understand this, like I said, until about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, something along that line. Let's just say six years ago. But it's fucking amazing how much your life will change if you adopt what we're going to get dive into today. Now, I just want I want to clarify something here because I have a feeling that a lot of people are like, well, that just sounds like you're shutting out one half of the argument. Mm. You're not talking about constructive criticism mm -mm, here. Mm -mm. You know, it's very important that when people are trying to improve you by saying something that may not be nice to hear, but their their efforts and their mission is to improve, that's not the kind of stuff we're shutting no. out here. No, not at all. Yeah. No, you have to listen to constructive criticism whether you want to hear it or not, and that's a whole nother subject. I'm talking about legitimate negativity, legitimate Black Nothing cloud. ever goes right in my life. Right. No matter what I do, right. everybody shits on me. It's Why me? Everybody else's fault. Why me? I'm fat because um, uh, it's the food's fault. Uh, my my boss is a piece of shit. That's why I don't get paid enough. Um, my husband is an asshole, and that's the reason why I'm miserable. Yada yada yada. Type fucking what self pity, if, self what doubt. The food. What if the food makes me fat? But I've chosen that food. <laughs> that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, I was not talking from personal experience. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. Uh, you know, you got you, you have to take it with a grain of salt of what I'm talking about, and you have to kind of like use your discretion on mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. But you know, something that's very common is like I, when I'm around people, a lot of negative talk that I find is about the news. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. first and foremost. I don't watch the fucking news, okay? You want to know why? Because I don't fucking care, all right? If something serious is happening, I'm going to know, all right? The news is negative. I don't know if you ever pay attention to the news, but it literally operates off negativity. And grown adults that are intelligent could have an intelligent conversation about the news, but for the most part, it's people just bantering back and forth about how like negative the topic is or how or their stance on the subject, which is generally a negative subject. But if if I walk into a discussion about the news or the president or the former president or so on and so forth or what's going on in Senate right now, I will literally remove myself. I will remove myself from anything negative, whether that's directing myself to my phone pulling myself out of the room, shutting the door behind me, engaging in a positive conversation with someone else. You see where I'm going with yep. this? We're talking about pure negativity. Another another example of like pure negativity is, I don't know how much time you spend on social media. I probably spend about two hours a day 
the majority of that two hours is me writing my content that goes up, but I do do a little scrolling and a lot of the scrolling that I see is fucking negative, fucking negative. Let me tell you what I do. If I care for the person, for the most part, I'll just scroll past it. If I don't know the person or don't care for the person, I unfollow them, whether it's on Instagram and they're no longer your friend or whether it's on Facebook, you're still quote unquote their friend, but you don't see their negative fucking bullshit getting spewed out onto Facebook and it's not in your life anymore. I tell you what, I'll tell you what, test me at any point and ask to open up my Facebook. I guarantee you it's majority positive because you can audit your Facebook to be positive. You just keep the positive motherfuckers in your newsfeed. You know, it's actually funny that you say that, um, before Chris told me he was going the social media path, I am in the process right now of saving all the pictures off of my Facebook and deleting the motherfucker. Wow. Because of exactly that. Yep. I, I don't need that. There's two parts to it. I don't need the negative uh, negativity that's out there, uh, especially amongst... I'm sorry, as a teacher, I'm going to say it. You un- uneducated dumbasses trying to argue points that you don't have evidence for... I know. Negativity. Oh, no, I 100% agree. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm being negative in an anti-negativity post. But, you know, know know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And don't play to, to the weaknesses. Play to your strengths. Uh, and number two, I want to know what the real world's about. Right. You know, um, a long time. That, Social media is not the real no, world. There no. There was a long time where we fell out of touch. Yeah. And coming back into actually seeing each other face to face has been fucking fantastic yeah, right because you're so, handsome well yeah and also it's great when i'm having a crappy day and this beautiful man comes in a pink tank top to my home and says let's do something positive you like this tank top i do actually guys it's it's really sweet and if you're in the area i hear that they're uh 16 off oh no 20 percent 20 percent off which is 16 dollars out the door Oh, man. But we're not trying to spam you. I'm but sorry. yeah, It's okay. I am running a sale on my tank tops because I, I am bringing in hoodies because it's about to be cold I will as a motherfucker. Say, I will say, he's really not trying to sell things, but damn, that's a nice tank top. You like that, right? I really do. I really do. It conceals the nipples, though. You might have to put uh, on the social media a picture of that so that people can eventually know. You know, Have we taken our picture for the, the podcast today? I, we haven't. So we'll make sure to do that so people can see exactly this tank top. That what I'm an excellent about. point, Steve. I know. Beautiful. But back to the social media and yeah. getting the negativity out. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the reason I chose to delete. No. no I, I've heard this story a hundred times before, and I 100% agree with it. And to be honest with you, if I didn't have such a big social media mm-hmm. presence, and when I say big, I mean bigger than the average person. I'm not like some super fucking social media celebrity, but you know, if I put a picture up, it gets several hundred likes or something along those lines and several hundred comments. If I didn't have such a big uh, following, I would have deleted my Facebook. Ah. So, so, you know, I do want to know a little bit more though, like, all right, obviously social media is one aspect, especially with how much time we spend on social media. Yep. You brought up the term auditing. Mm. What was I mean, I, I'm playing dumb here, but what do you mean by this? Well, you know, when it comes to like auditing your inner circle, I wanna wait on that. Yeah, I, yeah, but just know. like in general, what are we what are we talking when we say We're talking like about... if I'm auditing my, my news feed. Okay. Like Okay. What what am I doing in this process? All right, depending on which platform you're on, you're looking at your newsfeed and you're looking at the individuals that are positive and that are negative. So, for instance, I mean, me in your newsfeed uh, would be a positive person. 
for the most part, right? Um, let me pause for a second. Guys, if you don't know this, social media is a tool, okay? You utilize the tool correctly. So when you start talking about baby mama drama and political this and bullshit that, you're utilizing the tool of social media incorrectly, just so you know. But anyways, the point is, you would keep guys like me on your newsfeed or on that platform, and then you would unfollow or defriend those that have the coveted diarrhea of the mouth. Mm, I've heard of those. Yes. I hear it could also be contagious. Uh, it is contagious, especially when you're in person and doing like interpersonal communication. Um, but I've done this over the years. I have audited my uh, social media platforms. Uh, until recently, I just got about, uh, I counted about 2,000 new friends on Facebook over the past six weeks, um, primarily single women. I believe it was when I connected my Bumble to Instagram, I had forgotten that Instagram is owned by Mark Zuckerberg, which is Facebook, and uh, I shit you not, I've literally gotten 1,500 single women requests in the past six months. Now, the point is, not that they're single, is there's several thousand new friends on my Facebook that I've that I've allowed, so I have to re-audit my mm. Facebook newsfeed. Uh, as a guy that's been in almost a decade-long relationship, yes. I don't know what the fuck a Bumble is. Oh, oh, a Bumble is, uh, it's, it's bullshit, um, and I can't stand it. But um, when it comes to meeting people, you have these apps now. Uh, yeah, like Tinder is the only one I Tinder. know. Of. Bumble is primarily the same thing. I maybe say it's a step up from Tinder. Okay. I don't have Tinder, but Bumble, you have to swipe right. You know, both parties have to swipe right. But the uniqueness about it is once you swipe right and you match, the girl actually has to initiate the conversation. Oh. That's Bumble. Now, what Bumble does is it gives you the option to connect to your Instagram. So it doesn't show your Instagram page. It just shows the pictures. And when I connected my Instagram to Bumble, I forgot that Instagram was owned by Zuckerberg, which is Facebook. And then Facebook had to have put me right in that recommended friends uh -huh. thing to every single female within you 500 mean, miles. You mean Zuckerberg used the tool that is Facebook to... Zuckerberg target. used his tool and he is, <laughs> he is now, in my opinion, the ultimate fucking wingman <laughs> and this is a topic amongst my staff like on a daily basis they want to know and if you follow me on instagram you can see all the bullshit that these girls try to spew to me to talk to me have you seen my instagram I have, stories i laugh about it's it. hilarious uh i will not lie i may or may not have made a ritual of drinking my morning coffee and watching your instagram stories <laughs> i don't blame you uh it's pretty it's pretty entertaining um so as we move away from social media, in as I said, you know, into that real world, it's more important. So let's talk about the macro of pushing negative. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go with friends? Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, first things first, guys. You know, there's there's all sorts of sayings about the people that you surround yourself with will better you or worsen you, depending on you know how you look at it. But um, you know, I I, I personally will only uh, hang around with progressive, well-to-do, positive thinking, um, not just entrepreneurs, but people. You know, the people that I surround myself with are good-hearted, positive people. And 
in this world, in my opinion, they're kind of rare, you know? And now that, you know, we're in our thirties and shit and people are married, you know, you don't really see them as much face to face anymore, but that doesn't mean you can't pick up the phone and call people. All right. So if I pick up the phone and call you, Steve, I know I'm going to have a decent, good, positive conversation for the most part. Or if I pick up the phone and call like one of my best friends, uh, Aaron, it's going to be a positive conversation, you know, outside of us making fun of each other for the first five minutes, which is what men do. Well, that's the bromantic part, right? It's the bromantic and the the male part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but The point is you want to surround yourself with positive people if you're looking to have a positive life. You will not have a positive life if you surround yourself with negative fucking people because I've been that person who's surrounded themselves with negative fucking people and your life is negative as fuck. You know, it's funny that uh, you bring this up because as as this week went on, uh, an old person from my life who was once cut out uh, from my life for... They never wronged me. They never wronged me. There was always, there was always some sort of negative cloud. Mm-hmm. There was always the, the recent breakup, the, mm-hmm. the recent job situation, the family pity me. Dra- yeah, every single time. Yeah. And they reached out this week, and I've been going kind of back and forth about like, you know, has this person changed? And Probably this con- not. This conversation is just making me think that this uh, cup of coffee ain't even worth the time. That person might not be worth your time. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to be rude to them, but they don't deserve your attention. Meaning, I, I know plenty of negative people. I, I just don't entertain them. I'll say hello, you know, be cordial and goodbye, but they don't get my time. They're definitely not going to get face-to-face time with me. Fuck, my face-to-face time is limited. But they're definitely not going to get my uh, expertise or my knowledge or my opinions because I don't want to hear their fucking shit, to Mm. be honest with you. Because my shit is way more important. And that's not a selfish outlook. That's a positive outlook. Right. Because I need to focus on positive people and positive things and and me positive. So, yeah, that person might not be very good for your uh, friend group. So, so we keep throwing around this term, um, um, friend. Mm. Um, I mean, what's your take on it? It's not on our agenda. I'm hitting Chris. I like hitting Chris with curveballs. Mm. Your take on the term friend. Friend? I think, you know, first things first, it's a relationship. You know, your friend. A friend should be a positive relationship, in my opinion. You know, you can't look at your friend for what you can get from them. Honestly, you should look at your friends for what you can do for them because they're on the other side thinking, what can I do for them? Mm -hmm. For instance, we'll use you and I as an example. When I look at you, I want to help you with whatever I can. And I say it almost on a every, every time basis that we speak. It's not what I can get from you. Are there things that I could get from you? Yeah, we're doing it right now. Mm. Okay. But I also know that there's a lot that I can help you with, and that's what I focus on. Friends, you have to understand, and I've struggled this with I've struggled with this myself. You have friends and you have fair weather friends yeah. or casual friends. The majority of what people think their friends are are just casual friends. Like the friends that party or the friends that are out on the weekend or the friends that have the boat or the friends that whatever, you know, uh, that are known for a good time. They're not the friends you call like, hey, dude, I'm getting married. Can you be in my wedding? 
or yo bro um i'm moving and can you come help me they're not gonna fucking show up Mm -hmm. they're not gonna come help you they don't fucking care they care about having a good time and as long as you can understand hey so and so is a fair weather friend and so and so is a friend right is is the is the clear difference you do have other levels you do have like friends that are in your circle if you will but a friend is is a relationship and any relationship that you have whether it's business personal or intimate you have to look at it as what can i do for this person because if you don't look at it that way you're being selfish so a funny little thing happens that chris shows up uh at my back door and um He's got an apple with him. Mm-hmm. He has an apple. And at first I was like, the fuck is this apple about? That's a nice apple too. Actually it is. It, it, I'm pretty excited to eat it. It's a fat apple. But I made a joke. Because uh, the past couple times I've, I've seen Chris, he's brought me breakfast. And they were... Uh, Donut three weeks ago. Bagels last week. And an apple today. Yeah. Now I had totally forgotten that I had made some off-the-cuff smart-ass remark about you know, not looking out for me and not not taking care of my health and bringing me all this bullshit. Fat shaming you. <laughs> and the dude shows up with an apple today. Now, you might be like, Steve, why is that a big deal? I completely forgot about that comment. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I, I completely forgotten about it. And it says not only, A, that you listen to me, mm-hmm. but B, that you care. C- care, yeah. Because he showed up with this apple. Mm-hmm. And it's a begging looking apple. I actually can't wait to eat it when we're done. But you know, it's probably like a ten ounce apple. It's fucking. It's huge. huge. It's huge. It's like, I, I don't even know, like a softball. It's actually probably it's, close to. It's a, softball. a large Macintosh apple, yeah. But you know, it's a simple gesture. It really, it's Very. super simple. Yep. But obviously, it made an impact enough that I want to bring it up right now. Right. And it's a perfect example. It's you doing something for me. Right. That was noticed. Now, how about this, right? Mm-hmm. So friends are cool because we could we you usually pick our friends yeah right yeah their selection mm-hmm. um how about those that we are I'm gonna say it this way we are genetically linked to that we don't get to choose them. you can pick your friends but you can't pick family yeah so what what do we do about this well this is a slippery slope all right I'll I'll also kind of add into family uh your significant other mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. um this is a tough one all right and this is one that i've struggled with for my entire life okay and you know i'm not going to use any names um but i'm going to use my family and my significant others as examples um sometimes especially on the entrepreneurial level if you have big fucking goals and you're trying to do big fucking things you're going to have that negative fucking Nancy in your family. You might, you might not. That is literally going to laugh at you, poke fun at you, and belittle you for years and years. And yes, I'm referring to someone in my family. And you may or may not have experienced this yourself. Um, Whether it's on the entrepreneurial level or not, but I'm just using entrepreneurial as I'm an entrepreneur and I we're probably having some entrepreneurs listen here and entrepreneurs just basically have it a lot harder when it comes to work than your average nine to fiver. No offense to the nine to fivers. It's just, you know, entrepreneurial shit is on a whole nother level. But the point is, um, you're going to run into negativity in your family. 
And one of the hardest things that I've ever done is cut those negative people out of my life. Now, pause. I'll acknowledge them. I'll say hello and goodbye. I'll show up to their parties. I just don't talk to them. I don't tell them what's going on. I don't engage in conversation because what's coming out of their mouth is diarrhea and negative and I don't want to fucking hear it. And it sucks. I literally, if I'm around like a really negative person, I could feel my energy being drawn out, right? It happened a couple of weeks ago. I was at a birthday party and my energy was being drawn out by the same person I was talking about, literally walked in and just started complaining. Just walked in the house and just started complaining. This was not family. Just started complaining about life, their job, their weight, and so on and so forth. It just sucks my energy out, all right? I choose not to be around that, all right? It's, say it's your, say it's your mother. Say it's your father. How fucking hard is it to look them in the face and be like, you know what? Fine. I'll fucking see you in five years when my shit's built. I know you don't believe in me. I'm cutting you the fuck out. How hard is it? It's hard. You know who talks about this all the time, actually? Uh, Gary V. Gary V. talks about this all the time. It's not fucking easy to cut family out of your life, whether it's your brother or your sister or your aunt or your uncle. But if you are dead set on being positive and you have negativity in your family, you cut that motherfucker out. You cut him out and you don't look back. And it's not being selfish. You're taking care of you because if you don't take care of you, who's going to take care of you? Everybody's too worried about taking care of themselves. Correct. And to bridge into the significant other, I have personally been around several that, you know, you almost get like fooled for a period of time. And then once you start to realize they're actually negative, you're in it so deep. You're like, well, shit, fuck. And okay, I guess I have to break up with them, you know, and I'm not. I'm not, listen, I'm not some super stud or anything like that. Like I get fooled too by people that whether they manipulate or lie or just try to fool you. But the point behind it is if you have a negative partner, you got to get them the fuck out of your life. All right. Doesn't matter how old you are. I sit in front of you, Steve, right now. I'm 33 years old. I am single. I've never been married. I've never proposed to a girl. All right. Because I will not allow negativity in my life. I am single right now because negativity was in my life. And it has been for years. And once I realize it, I'm like, pop smoke, gone. Because what I've built is through positive action. And I need to harness positivity. If you have negative in your life, whether it's your fucking sister or your husband, and you can't fucking deal with it anymore, and you've break, you've broken or you've hit that threshold, and all of your friends are like, what happened to you? Where are you? What the fuck is going on with you? You get the fuck out, and you get out fast, and you deal with that heartbreak or whatever it might be until you get better because the grass will be greener on the other side. I guarantee you. Now, we're not talking about grass greener because you're attracted to other people. No. We're talking about grass greener because you're cutting fucking toxicity out of your life. So, it, it's, uh, it's negativity as a cancer. It's a poison. Yeah. yeah. Cancer, poison, absolutely. You know. Um, so, we've talked about this now on the macro levels we talked about our social media we talked about friends we talked about families so you had brought up a a topic to me earlier uh before we started 
the the podcast, and you were talking about circles. Mm. It's you know, as a term that you're using in a way that was new to me. Okay. So what what do you mean when you talk about your circle? All right. So your circle is your most trusted people in your life. All right. At one point or another, it might be 10 people or it might be two people. Um, so for you, and I'm not trying to pass judgment, I would say Tracy, your fiance is in your circle. Yep. Um, uh, your gangster cat is in your circle. All facts. Yeah. Um, and um, maybe your mother is in your circle. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to pass yeah. judgment, but a wise man once told me, and you can also read this in a lot of self-development books that if you can count more than one on more than, more than on one hand of people in your circle, your circle's too big. Yeah. Okay? I don't, I, I only need one and I don't even need the thumb. There you go. All right. Exactly. Same with me. Um, your circle are, in my opinion, your trusted advisors. So in my circle, like if I'm going through a relationship issue, I will call one specific person, one specific person. That one specific person is in his 60s. He's been married for 40 years happily. Okay. I want his advice. I want his advice because what he has is a success and ultimately what I want. All right. He's in my circle. I don't just use him for you know, relationship advice. I mean, I see him on a regular basis and we share drinks and conversation and food along with his wife. Um, but he's in my circle for that reason. Okay. Um, I have a trusted, I wouldn't say business advisor, but there's one individual that I know that has far more success, if you want to call it that, and knows a shitload more about business than I do. And when I have a question about business, I fucking call him. He's in my circle. All right. My quote unquote best friend, Aaron, right? Um, I was the best man in his wedding. I've known him for as long as I've known you. He knows me like a, like the fucking, like a book. And if I'm questioning myself and I, I call him up and I'll be like, you know, we'll make fun of each other for five minutes or so, which is pretty typical for us. Then after we get over that and I'll be like, yo, dude, can you hear me out real quick? And, and he knows me. I tell him, tell him, tell him to me straight and I'll vent for five minutes and he'll be like, yep, this, this, and this stop doing this, start doing that because he knows me that well. All right. I, he's in my circle. You get it? Um, you know, my mother is in my circle. All right. I, I would, I would literally lay my life down for my mother. Anybody that knows me knows that if anything ever happened to my mother, or if any if she ever needed anything, I would literally drop what I'm doing. Not because I'm a quote unquote mama's boy. I have one parent left. Okay, I buried my father 12 years ago. All right, my mother has literally been my number one fan from from whenever I can remember. My mother, when I used to get in trouble in high school, my mother would defend me even though I was wrong, not knowing I was wrong because I was her son. You get it? Like, I, it's not because of anything other than, yes, I'm Italian and, and Italian males are closer to their mothers, but my mother's in my circle. If she ever needed anything, I would lay my life down for her. If she, need, she needs me to come over and shovel the snow, I'm going to come over and shovel the fucking snow. If she needs me to cut the grass, I'm going to cut the grass. If she needs fucking $10,000, I'm going to give her $10,000 fucking dollars. She needs me to pick her up from the airport at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll pick her up from the airport at 3 o'clock in the morning. She's in my circle. 
You understand? The people that are closest to you. And that's what I think your circle is. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's your... You're most trusted. You are in my circle, Steve. You know, you have been in my circle, but it's most relevant lately where it's like, yeah, this dude's in my circle. Just like when you told me, you know, I I don't know if we should talk about this. Can we talk about your wedding? Yeah. Can we talk about the significance of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you looked me in the face and you're like, well, you asked me like a year ago if I'd be in your wedding. Yes. And I was like, yeah, of course, dude. Like, sure. And then a few weeks ago, you're like, yo, dude, will you be my best man? And I'm like, uh, hold on a second. Like, you have brothers. And you're like, yeah, but if I called you at 3 o'clock in the morning and I needed mm-hmm. help, you would be there. Okay? That's the type of person you want in your fucking circle. Someone that's not selfish and that will bend over backwards for you no matter what. Because they're, I'm not looking at this as what I can right. get from you. I'm looking at this as what I could do for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a situation to kind of elaborate a little on the story there where I... I have maybe four people, and, and that fourth person, the only reason they're a maybe is because they themselves are working really hard to get to a positive place. And right. I, don't, I don't know if I could rely on them, not because they don't want to do it for me, but I know where they are and what they're doing for themselves right now. And one question I always ask myself, it, it's really my go-to, plain and simple, because it's it, to, for me, it's this simple in this day and age. I haven't talked to you in six months, but we were once super close do or die, had each other's back. If I call you or you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, broke down the side of the road three hours away, are we coming to get each other? Goddamn right. If the answer is yes, you are in my fucking circle. I mean, you're going to buy me food, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you a, a cup of coffee. And a <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's become that simple. It, it's If the answer to that question is no or I have to stop and think about it, you're not in my fucking circle. No. And for me... That's a fair weather friend. For me, I have friends. Uh, one person that I would like to include in my circle, but honestly, I hope it's still a two-way street. I haven't talked to him in six years. Lives out in Seattle. If he called me tomorrow telling me he needed me to fly out there, I'm fucking there. And, you're, and he's in your circle. There's nothing wrong with that. So... The, the concept of a circle that it's it's I like to think of it then as uh, it correct me if I'm wrong these are the people I would trust in my life yeah, it's your chosen family yeah alright uh, yeah. and you know and uh, did I did I cut you off no no you know and, and you constantly have to audit your fucking circle mm-hmm. okay if someone gives you a red flag like they thought for a couple of seconds whether they'd come and see right. you after six years or something along those lines you have to audit your circle and push that person out not because you're being cruel because you have to keep your circle tight you have right. to keep your circle well like small. i said i would have to i would have to check in with that person to know you right. know right. i know i know where i am right. on that relationship right is that person still in the same spot right you know and i might and that's a great point though because i might think we're still cool like that but they might have moved to a different place in their life. Yep. And that's perfectly, I mean, that, that happens. Right. That's, that's how it works. And that could be part of the process. So, you know, uh, guys, when it comes to auditing your circle, you know, I want to use myself as an example here because I, I know a lot of you know me, but I also know, you know, our audience is growing and a lot of you don't know me personally. But if you don't know me personally, you don't know 
like the amount that I rely on other people. Like it's very easy for people with a little bit of success, if that's what you want to call it, to take all of that credit. And I'm like the guy that doesn't, you know, like people will be like, oh, congratulations, Chris, you won best gym of New Haven for 2018. And I'm like, no, no, well, thank you. No, I didn't. It, it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's my staff. It's my customers. It's, you know, it's it's you thanking me, so on and so forth. I, I deflect the credit. But anyways, the point is, for me to be sitting here and articulating this to you and everything else I do on a daily basis, I operate in a team. You know, I have all these employees, like 50 plus employees and so on and so forth. But the point that I'm getting at is I rely on other people to do a lot of other shit throughout the day. And I've trained these people to do their job for the most part. And I assume that it's being done. Now, granted, I do look into it and spot check it and so on and so forth. But if you get into a place that I've gotten into where you've never been in this type of situation before where you have, you know, over a hundred people you're managing top down between employees and clients and you've become very complacent on people in your circle and you're not really paying attention to the people in your circle that are closest to you, I advise you to not get complacent. Okay, because I did and I got royally fucked by two people in my circle. And it was ultimately my fault for being complacent and relying on these individuals to be doing what they needed to be doing in my life and in their job uh, for me, if you will. And I stopped paying attention to a lot of little subtle things and you know, I ultimately uh, really got raked over the fucking coals. And uh, we're not talking financially. We're talking like... Um, per- and emotion? Yeah, emotionally and personally. And um, one of the reasons why we have the intro song to this podcast, Gangstar Moment of Truth, is because it was my moment of truth, literally, when I found out that two people in my circle were manipulating me and working me over. And once I found that out, I literally cut them out of my fucking life as fast as I possibly could. I had one of them begging me for an hour, don't push me out of your life. I snipped it as fast as I could and said good riddance. Because if you are not paying attention to your circle and you do get worked over like I did, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about on the like feeling level. But the point is that you have to pay attention to the people closest to you in your life on a daily basis because those are the people that could fucking manipulate you the most. Mm. All right. And if you listen to the words to our intro and exit song, understanding where those words like kind of resonate with me now, you'll understand why we picked this song. And auditing your circle on a on a constant basis is crucial in life. Now, some of you might be like, well, what the fuck? I didn't even know I have a circle. And that's okay. Once you identify who your circle is, and my advice to you is you have no more than counting on one hand, okay, in your circle. That's five for those that can count like me. So I'm a big boy. I can count. Five. Okay. Now that you've identified your circle, pay attention to them. Watch them. Pick up on subtle things. Look at them. 
Is that relationship benefiting you? Are you helping them? Are they helping you? Are they manipulating you? Are they not manipulating you? Are they getting away with things? Are they taking you for granted? Are they using you? You have to constantly watch your circle. Constantly audit your circle. All right. The first step is pick your friends. The second step is understand who's in your circle. The third step is audit that fucking circle on a constant basis. Trust me, I have gone through some pretty low times relatively relatively recently from not auditing my circle. I wouldn't say I hit rock bottom, but I pretty much hit rock bottom. And that's not the first time I've hit rock bottom in life. But that's the cool part about hitting rock bottom. You have nowhere to go other than forward. And if you look at it that way in a positive light, you're going to be fine. Now, Steve, you saw me go through it. Yeah. All right. How am I doing now? Much better. And that was in June. Yeah. And it is October. It is. And the crazy part is I'm doing fucking phenomenal now. I'm constantly auditing my circle. Both my companies have grown immensely since. Me personally, I'm doing a shitload better. And it taught me a lesson. And that lesson is keep an eye on the people closest to you. Audit your circle. I don't think we said any better. I don't think it could be said any clearer. I appreciate that. Chris, if the folks want to hear more from you. Um, you know... You know, if if you want to hear more from me, guys, you should be following me on social media, okay? My primary form of social media is Instagram. I'm at ChrisWarns1, all right? I'm also on Facebook, Christopher Warns. You follow me on those platforms, you'll see a lot of good shit. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're only listening to us once a week and not following me on those two platforms. Because I put out some pretty good shit, and I'm a pretty humble guy, but literally, like, people that put out content for a living are like, yo, you put out some good shit. Yeah, and you can also get uh, directions to CW Fit and CW Fitness by contacting Chris directly. Yeah, to pick up these hot pink tank tops. To pick up those tank tops. Mm. Guys, you can also, on his social media, see the, the picture that I'm going to make him post of how gorgeous he looks in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, exciting news. As you guys know, we are on Spotify. Other major sources that you might be wanting to uh, listen to us on, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Or if you're still listening right here on Anchor FM, we appreciate you no matter how you are listening to us. And hey... Chris, what should they do until they see us again? You know what? Pay attention to everybody around you. Look at them closely and only surround yourself with positivity. And that's when you fucking judo chop life in the balls. They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible. No plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language. It's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back.